welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a WKXL Spotlight. I'm your host, Jim McIntyre. Some on the station here might recognize me from the Sports Machine with Slim. But the WKXL Spotlight takes things in a different direction. We don't typically talk too much about sports. We talk about New Hampshire area businesses, organizations, individuals that are making a difference in the community and are doing a great job out there. And today, I'm going to talk with an expert in a field that I know a little bit about. I think there's a lot of people out there that maybe are not that informed. So we're going to see if we can get your curiosity peaked so that you want to learn more and more about a topic. Today on the WKXL Spotlight, I have Thomas Polk, a local licensed health and Medicare insurance broker. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jim. Quick question for you. Do you find health insurance to be an interesting topic to the majority of people you deal with day to day? Well, probably not, right? Uh, people have to, you know, obviously it's important to have it in your life in case something goes wrong, but, you know, people probably want to talk about other stuff rather than their health insurance. You got it. But when you're talking about health insurance, when that time comes, and I know this because I've been self-employed for 20 years, you go through the selection process on your own when you own your own business, and you have to trust in an expert. You have been my expert for the last four years or so, and that's why I wanted to do this WKXL Spotlight on you because I trust you, and I know you are talking when you're, to me, and you know what you're talking about. So I will say thank you. Now, it's your job today to let other people know and convince them that you, in fact, do know what you're talking about when it comes to health insurance, Medicare insurance, and even some life insurance plans. Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing with this is, Jim, and as with you, uh, self-employed people don't, that don't get group insurance, A, need to get it themselves, or then obviously Medicare, once you turn 65, and are eligible for it, um, yeah, you, you, you can look into it. I mean, all the information is online. You can sift through it and do it, or you can talk to someone like myself who is licensed and broker and work with this every day. My, my goal here is obviously to educate uh, my potential clients and show them all their options and you know give them the ins and outs on how it works, whether it's a small group insurance, individual or Medicare, and then just uh, look at their individual situation because everybody's a little different, right? Depending on your age, your family status, uh, you know, your health, you might uh, need different options than somebody else. Uh, so obviously that's my uh, big support there. I'm, I'm there to educate them. I'm there to point them in the right direction and help them pick the right plan for them and their situation. During this episode, we're going to dive into the difference between group plans and individual plans. I asked you a minute ago, do you think health insurance it can be an exciting topic. And you, I mean, down to earth said, well, it's probably not that exciting to, to most people. But what I would say is to everybody out there, Thomas is just coming off of the most exciting time of the year, right? Isn't it? Is it December 15th each year? That's kind of the end of it. What do they call it? The open enrollment period, Thomas? Yeah. For individuals, the open enrollment period actually goes from uh, November 1st to January 15th. But December 15th is the cutoff if you want to change your plans for 1-1 unless you have what's called a qualifying event, meaning uh, whether you lost group insurance or you're moving from one state to another or you're getting married or have a child that gives you a special enrollment period of 60 days. 
that's for the under 65 market and the individual health insurance piece. And then obviously Medicare every year is from October 15 till December 7, where you can make changes to your plans for 1-1. So at the end of the year here, you're always, I mean, you're crazy busy, right? Because everybody's trying to wait till the last second and, and slam things in. And you're the guy that ends up having to come in and like, okay, let's, let's do this. But you're probably, your phone's off the hook over the last month. Well, the, la- the last few months were busy, but, you know, that's the way it is. Those are the regulations the government gives us, so we've got to do the best we can and help as many people as I can and obviously take care of my current clients. But, you know, it's all right to work a couple extra hours during those times. When you mentioned earlier qualifying events, so the end of the year, people that have insurance maybe through you or through other places and they want to find new insurance, they're talking to you, they need to make a decision towards the end of the year. But what if somebody's working for a specific company and it's March 25th and they move to a new company and the new company's insurance is not so great? Like what, what, That's called a qualifying event? Yeah, when you lose group insurance from one company and move to another one, and maybe they don't offer group insurance, so you said maybe they don't you know, pay part of the insurance, yes, you can talk to me, and that's your qualifying event. gives you a 60-day window to go get your new insurance, whether it's on the marketplace, whether it's directly with the carriers, or you know, obviously sign up for the group insurance with the new uh, company if they offer it. So let's talk a little bit about your knowledge and experience within the healthcare space, Thomas. Want to just give us an overview of how long you've been doing this and maybe the typical type of folks that you're helping on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so I mean, I've been in this business for almost six years now. Um, I do obviously uh, all of New England. I do a little bit of Florida and uh, North Carolina and some other states for my uh, New England folks in the Medicare realm that are snowbirds or people that are moving. But uh Overall, yeah, I just help, as I said, individuals uh, that need health insurance because they don't get any group coverage or are not able to get the group coverage through their spouse and their job. Uh, try to help them out and get them covered uh, to fulfill their needs. And knowing which plans someone or some family should choose is is important here. This is what I'll tell the listening audience. Is like, there's, there's a million different pieces to this puzzle in this health insurance world. And so having somebody that you can trust to listen to your individual situation and come up with options to say, well, hey, here you could have this plan. It's a little more expensive. Or here you might have a little better coverage over here. And the, the, the reasons why you might want to select one choice or the other like I, I, in dealing with you on those topics, Thomas, I just have always appreciated your frankness, down-to-earthness. It's like you made it understandable with me as to the decisions that I had to make and really had no clue how to go about making them. Yeah, well, my goal there is, is as I said earlier, is to educate people, right, to see what their needs are, and everybody's different. Find out what the client needs, what their family needs, and see what their health care might look like in the time in the next 12 months going forward, right, for the new year. And then depending on that, kind of look through all the different plans and carriers that the state gives us uh, that are approved by the Division of Insurance here in New Hampshire, and then kind of sift through uh, what plan might work for you. And then I usually show multiple options, and then I'll let the client decide. At the end of the day, that's their decision. I want to make sure that they understand the rules. I want to make sure they understand what each plan does for them. But at the end of the day, I'm a big believer that it's their decision and I don't want to push them one way or another. I'm here to answer the questions. I'm here to give them my opinion on what might work for them. But ultimately, it's uh, 
it's their choice, right? Well, that's what we're coming to you for, for your knowledge. I think anybody that's listening to this, I mean, ultimately, if you're on the radio right now and you're listening and you've never heard of, of Thomas before, you've never heard of WKXL, you're just listening to two guys have a conversation. What I'm saying is when it comes to health insurance, there's a world out there that people don't know. Like I recently, uh, my wife has joined a, a new company. And there's decisions that have to be made. Do you want to go on the new company's insurance? What are the rates? What type of carriers are we using? And I compared and contrasted the new options from the new employee, uh, new employer versus what I was able to provide for my family through you. And it turned out to be $400 less per month through your options for what I considered to be superior insurance coverage. So that's why I was like really confused. And I want to talk with people about that in uh, the next segment, I think, coming up. But can you uh, find a way to simplify things to people as to, uh, you know, why the why the insurance business is so complicated? <laughs> well, that's a great question on why it's so complicated. So I'm, I, I'm not sure about that, but uh, I kind of it's good for me, I guess, and some of the other brokers because it gives us a job and something to help the people with. But yeah, I mean, it, it is complicated and individual insurance is a little different setup than the way group insurance is built. And depending on the size of your company, the makeup of your company, you know, and the age difference between all the employees versus you as an individual going on the marketplace and looking for coverage yourself. And, you know, obviously we do have also the option to check if you qualify for a tax credit that the government offers. So that's another piece that uh, needs to be individualized on each in person coming looking for insurance and also their family. But uh, in your case, uh, yeah, we had better options and you know, you chose to go with them. Yeah, if someone out there is paying a considerable amount out of pocket, whether it's an individual or if you own a business and you have 20, 30, 40 employees and you say, okay, well, hey, I've been dealing with the same people I just re-upped the same plan, it's good to be able to have at least a conversation with somebody else who is an expert in the industry. It's my opinion. Thomas is that caliber of professional, and I want you to learn more about him. This is a WKXL Spotlight Edition profiling Thomas Polk. We're going to be taking a break for a minute. You're listening to WKXL Radio on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord. 101.9 FM in Manchester, or maybe you're listening live on nhtalkradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to WKXL Spotlight. This is a great new show we have here on WKXL. And we've got a great guest on the show today, Thomas Polk. As I said earlier, a local, licensed health and Medicare insurance broker. I live in New Hampshire. He works in New Hampshire, knows a lot of people in this state. And he's the man when it comes to giving options within the health insurance world. I'll tell you, Thomas, from that last segment, one uh, piece you touched on that I don't know much about. I really know nothing at all. I'm 49 years old, uh, married, have two young kids. I haven't uh, had to, to worry too much about Medicare uh, options, uh, and but I know a lot of people out there do. For somebody that's not I mean, informed about what Medicare is and what it does and what the options are out there, can you shed some light on that for us, please? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, so Medicare, there's two ways to get it. Obviously, you're turning 65. Uh, now you're eligible to get your Medicare Part A and B uh, through Social Security, or if you have a disability. Now, if you are disabled and can't work, and uh, you might be able to get Medicare on the 25th month of your disability if you're under 65. Okay, that's number one. Uh, obviously, Medicare as a whole, uh, you have your Part A and Part B, which is through Social Security set up with them. Uh, your Part A is your hospital insurance, your Part B, your medical insurance. And then there are a couple different options that people have afterwards, whether it's a Medicare Advantage plan, a prescription drug plan, or a supplement plan. Um, those are basically the three that we can look into. You're not required to get them, but there are certain late enrollment fees that come up if you don't uh, take them when you first become eligible. That's kind of the easiest way to lay it out there. Uh, again, the situation is different for everybody. Uh, there's uh, lots of carriers that we have here in the state that in the states that are approved by the Division of Insurance here in New Hampshire, and they all offer uh, the same plan but different plans, right? Like each, they all have Medicare Advantage plans, they all have prescription drug plans, they all have supplement plans. But within those plans, they all vary a little bit. So depending on the client's needs, one carrier might work better one year uh, and a different carrier might, might work better the following year. And the one thing in Medicare, there's no more family plans. So if it's a husband and a wife and they get both eligible for Medicare, they can go each get their own plan or have to get their own plan and kind of have to decide. Maybe one carrier is good for the husband and another carrier might be good for oh, wow. uh, the wife or the same plan works for both of them, okay? But it's very uh, specific to their needs. So it's important to kind of go over kind of an analysis a little, look at your doctors, look at your medication, look at what's coming up in the in the year as far as uh, medical treatment goes, and then kind of see which carrier will be the right option, right fit for that specific plan. So I might sound uninformed with this, but I'm curious. When, it's, when you talk about Medicare, you're saying there's different options. Does Medicare, like, cover... All of a doctor visit if somebody's over sixty-five and they're on Medicare. Like, what what do they end up having to pay out of pocket? Is I'm not sure how that that piece works. In this yeah, country. so once you're on Part A and Part B, that's your Medicare, right? Your Part E, Part A. Uh, everybody who works for more than ten years and forty quarters pays into the system for it. And as I said, if you pay for ten years and forty quarters, you might not have to pay for your Part A anymore because you're already kind of prepaid for it. Your Part B comes at a premium to you. Uh, the premium depends on your income. Um, so everybody's a little different there. The more income you have and make, uh, the more your Part B coverage is going to cost you. Um, there are certain co-payments and deductibles that go with A and B, um, and they change every year. Okay, But obviously, when I have my conversation with my clients, I show them the list of what's going on. And for the current year that they're in, what all those co-payments and deductibles look like, and obviously send it to them. And uh, Medicare-eligible people get uh, Medicare handbooks sent to them from Social Security, so they have all that information. I kind of pick it out 
some of the more important pages for them to look at because it's quite thick. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, right. A million pages. And and then I'm sitting here as the host of the WKXL Spotlight saying, like, I'm not really sure what Medicare is. <laughs> Even though I'm 49 years old, I've been dealing through so many different things with insurance, and I still am clueless about this one piece. Imagine if there's, like, a dictionary-sized <laughs> book of terms that I'm supposed to read through, and then i got to sign my name on it to be like, yes, I accept this yeah. coverage. People have no clue. How could you possibly know? There are a lot of options. That's true. And that's one of those things like that Medicare book that you get sent to your house is also for the entire country. So not everything that's in it might be specific to your state, right? Every state has its own rules and every state's a little different. So you're going to kind of look at it where you live, what's your zip code, because some of these plans are based on your county as well. And not every county has the exact same plan, even though the Carriers might be in the whole state. They might not be in a specific county. So there's a lot of different factors that go into it. But, you know, with technology these days, uh, I got a couple of really nice computer programs that help me sift through this stuff All right, when so I talk to my clients. It's not all just stored in your brain then, then you're like a machine knowing everything. You have to use your own resources and tools to get fully informed on on some of these things. But I'm assuming since you've been through a lot of instances and sat down and talked to a lot of people, you kind of hey, can size somebody up pretty quickly and say, hey, you probably would want to look into this option or that option. Yeah, for the, for the most part, I have to say, you know, it's fairly simple. There are some cases that get a little more complicated, obviously, but, you know, you got to take the time and uh, make sure we cross the T's and dot the I's to to make sure the client's set up the right way, whatever fits their needs. Because the last thing we want is them to go through their enrollment period and then have the wrong plan and not being able to use uh, the insurance the way they need to. Well, this is the thing. As I was making uh, my own decision, or my wife and I, we were making our own decisions together about the insurance when I f- ultimately went down to cost. Right, Thomas says, I'm sure it does for most people. It's like, all right, how much is this going to cost me? And then you look at, well, how much is it going to be out of pocket each time I go to the doctor? And how much coverage? What's the deductible? That type of stuff. But for me, I was blown away when I was saying, wait a second. I run my own business on my own through you for coverage of my family. I can pay 1100 in change a month when my wife, through her company, is going to pay 1500 in change. Now, I know you don't know all of the, the ins and outs of their plan. You explained that to me very clearly. But what I took from it in my conversation with you is that because I was on an individual plan and she was part or her company offered part of a group plan, the profile of the people within a group actually determine kind of the risk factor or something that's used to calculate what the costs are. I don't know if I'm doing a good job of introing that, Thomas. No, but no, I think that's no you are. 100%. You, you hit the nail right on the top. Like, uh, that's exactly how it works, depending on the size of the group and depending on the makeup of the group, right? That's how they determine what the cost of the insurance is. And it, it depends on what carrier, again, you go to. They're all looking at different risk factors, but overall, that's how it works. Well, that's on what the individual plan, away. they just look at look at your specific needs for you as a family, and it's the same carriers too. So it's not like I'm using any different carriers. I only work with the carriers that are approved by the Division of Insurance here in New Hampshire. Um, and um, if you're not credible coverage, I, I'm not working with them. The nice thing for being a broker is I can work with any carrier that I want to. Right, because just kind of as a middleman and help out my client. 
That's the thing about Thomas is that you said the, the words middleman, and I as a recruiter, and I mentioned earlier, I've been doing this for 20 years. I help people get jobs. I really was just the middleman. I would say, okay, hey, you want a new job? Perfect. Hey, company, you need to hire an employee. I'll be the magnet that connects the two. It's the same with Thomas. Somebody needs insurance. Okay, you're going to come to me. I have knowledge about all the different plan options that are out there. I can be the magnet to help you find the best one. But what, what, like I said, I've been choosing my own plan for 20 years. I can continue to say this. I had no clue that me, I'm part of an individual plan. My wife is part of a company. Now, you would think you go to work for a company and you're going to pay insurance through them because it's part of a group you're going to get some sort of a reduced rate. But that's not actually correct. If the people that work in that company are all older or have significant risk factors, whatever they might be, and the math spins up the calculation formula, it spits out, boom, here's the rate that everybody within that group has to pay. That's amazing. And that's, that's part of it, too. It doesn't always work out that way, too. we got to understand that, too, right? Sometimes the groups have awesome policies, and it also depends on how much the employer pays for the insurance coverage as well, right? Some employers uh, that offer incredible benefits, it makes sense for the client to go on it just because, you know, their cost significantly gets reduced. But as I said, everybody's individual, and every, everybody's policy has their ins and outs, and each situation is unique, so you just got to look at the overall picture. And it's happened to me before where I had clients that worked with me and it was the right thing one year. Uh, and then the following year, there was a different option through a new employer. And if they switch over, you know, that's the right thing to do and the right way to go for them. Ultimately. I love it. Love it, Thomas. Yeah. I love your ability to put things into plain speak. That's the, that's a character or that's a, um, an asset uh, characteristic that a lot of people struggle with. Thomas, when I ask you a question, you put it into plain speak, and I want to you to please answer some more questions for me as we go on, continuing this WKXL Spotlight Edition with Thomas Polk. You're listening on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back, everybody, to WKXL Radio. This is a WKXL Spotlight Edition. Thomas Pope is helping to make health insurance, Medicare, and now we're going to talk a little bit uh, about life insurance, making it easier to understand, and maybe, maybe making it obvious to some of you out there in the listening audience that, hey, wait a second, maybe I ought to look into this. I have some questions. Maybe I could save some money. Or maybe I could get better coverage. I think that health insurance in general, Thomas, is an area where you just kind of taught or you just go through life saying, okay, you think this is what I should do? Okay, I'll go ahead and do this. Okay, this is the coverage you're providing here at the company. Okay, sign me up. How much is it going to cost? All right, here you go. And you don't take the next step level look through. You just accept what's put in front of you, when it seems to me is if you peel back the onion a little bit on some of this stuff, you actually might be able to get better coverage through another source that you had no clue about. Yeah, at the end of the day, I feel like 
we said it earlier, right? It's not the most interesting topic to talk about. So people just want to get it out of the way. And once they're on it, they don't think about it. But things change in the insurance world as far as health insurance and, and, and coverage and plans and carriers all the time. So, you know, it might take an hour out of the, your day once a year to have a conversation to see what's going on. I don't think that too much time spent to see if you can save some money along the way. Or maybe get some better coverage that uh, might fit your needs better at that point. Yeah, and save yourself some headaches in case something, you know, God forbid, happens down the road, and all of a sudden you're in a spot like, oh my, I, I had no idea what what this isn't covered or that. You know, the the you just want to have an expert that you can refer to or run a situation by, and you'll take calls from people like that, Thomas. Right? Like it's it's not going to bother you if somebody reaches out and said, hey, listen, I'm on this coverage, but I have such and such a question. Uh, would you listen to my overall situation? Do you take calls like that? Like, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Oh, 100%. They want to call my cell phone here, uh, reach out to me, uh, 100%. Uh, then email, text message, whatever is easiest for them. I'm, I'm here to help. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just a quick conversation. There's a couple of questions they need answered, then they move on. Maybe the coverage they have is the best option for them for the time being. That doesn't mean it doesn't change over time. So, yeah, 100% that would take uh, those calls. So with the, the contact information for you, we can definitely share that stuff on social media as far as people driving around in their car right now. If they wanted to connect with you uh, via phone, the phone to reach would be, what, 603? Go ahead, the best number to reach you at. Yeah, 603-399-6687. 399-6687. And I'll tell everybody out there, too, just, to, uh, just for an example, trying to make this as interesting a topic for people as possible. Let's relate it into a story from my own life. About 16 years ago, uh, my daughter was just a couple of years old. I said, hey, I need some, some life insurance in case something happens to me because I was the, the mostly the sole provider uh, for, for myself, you know, and, and if something happened to me and for her to, so that she could be supported. So I went out, I got a term life insurance policy, 20 years, I took a blood test, had to fill out all the stuff. Okay, you get approved. It's like $40 something a month for the next 20 years. If something happened to me, 500 grand. There you go. That would be the policy. So I'm getting closer now to the age of 50. I turned 50 in February for anybody that cares. Well, during my discussions with Thomas, he had said to me, well, what do you got for life insurance? And I explained to him, here it is. So that's going to run out. Term life insurance means that it's in, in uh, effect for a certain amount of time. And then once you get past that time, the insurance is gone. So what Thomas explained to me is there's programs out there that are in place for people you know, up until their age of 50, the age of 50, there's a certain level of parameters and you know, might be in your best interest to look into things. So, Thomas, want to explain to us a little bit about the ins and outs that might be you know, important to people that are listening out there for life insurance? Yeah, I mean, you said it right there. There's a couple different options with life insurance. You have permanent life insurance. You have term life insurance. As you mentioned, the term, uh, that's probably the policy most people get when they get married. They buy a house with their spouse or buy a house by themselves and have children. Just to protect themselves if something goes wrong that, uh, you know, your significant other has no issues keeping the same lifestyle up afterwards, right? Um, at the end of the day, the term, like you mentioned, it ends. And at some point, obviously, you have to look at different options. But, you know, the life insurance world has changed a lot in the last, uh, you know, years. And now with technology coming in, some of the carriers offer different products where you might not have to go 
through all that physical and blood and uh, analysis and all that stuff. They'd still do underwriting. But as I said, that the technology has gotten so much better that they can pull that information on every one of us and find out what risk category you fall under. And, you know, you might be able to find a deal where, you know, you pay less for uh, either the same amount of coverage or more coverage. Again, I don't... I don't remember exactly how much I'm paying, but on your advice or suggestion, you know, just putting the option out there, I said, all right, let me check and look into this because if the other term insurance I have expires in five years and I'm age 54 at that time, I might be in a different profile like segment group where my insurance is going to be more expensive. So I said, let me lock in a new plan, see what it's going to cost now to start a totally new one for 20 years. And I went online. It took me 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes of answering the questions. Hey, what's your health status? What's this and that? And then boom, they spit out pretty much an answer. says, hey, yeah, you're approved. Here's what the, the number would be for a new 20-year term insurance policy. Thomas, what's the age of 50, the big effect like that? Is that well known in the life insurance world? Is that just me? Yeah. So I think it's overall, it depends. Obviously, age is a big factor on life insurance, right? On term policies. So that's how that's probably the biggest factor other than what's your health right now is age. The older we get, the more uh, the cost is going to increase just on the fact that, you know, Life expectancy is only so much. We're not all going to be 200 years old. So in that regard, that's what they're looking at. And that's why it's important um, to, you know, not probably check it every year, but every four or five years, just go take a look and see what's available. There might be new carriers out there that offer new products. And obviously people's uh, needs change over time too. And as I mentioned before, you buy a house, you have children. Well, your children are going to get older. Once your children are out of the house and through college, is it necessary to have the same option or are there different options? Maybe a permanent policy that might make more sense for me as an individual at that time. So it's just same as the health insurance. You, you get it once, don't just stick it in your drawer and never think about it again. It's, uh, so give me a call and you know we'll take a look and see what's going on. I was going to say, for you as a broker here, somebody can just come to you and just like get life insurance, right? They don't need to get the health insurance or the other stuff from you. They no, can just connect no, no. To life insurance. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's all individual. And so just like you did, we mentioned it. I, I bring it up with every one of my clients. And, you know, there's some that what they have is perfect for now and we just leave it alone. And then there's others like yourself where, hey, something can be done. So we'll look into it. And if it's the right fit, then we'll do it. If it's not, well, it's a conversation we had and, We'll push it back down the road a couple of years and revisit it. Well, that's it. As a business owner, you, I mean, you, you s- described yourself earlier as a middleman, a, b- a broker. You, hey, you're, you're benefiting or you want to have as many customers come in the door as possible. So, hey, somebody comes in and buys life insurance. Cool. And this is how it worked with me. I got health insurance through you four years ago. I didn't get any life insurance, but we just kept in touch. I say, I like this guy. You know, he knows what he's talking about. Each time I threw a situation at you, you give me the answers. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy, he knows what's going on and he cares more about me than making the sale. That was what I really believe, Thomas, in dealing with you. I just said, he's not selling me on stuff I don't need. He's answering my questions directly and then saying, well, hey, you know, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. And so that's how, hey, somebody comes to you for life insurance. Cool. They're in your database. We're talking with them life insurance every now and then. Well, all of a sudden, they got a friend who needs health insurance because it was a qualifying event or whatever. And like that's how you build your your business, right? Yeah, that's exactly how it works. I mean, I, I truly believe that I'm here as an advisor more than a salesperson. 
Um, obviously, if I do the right thing by my clients, whether they actually do something with me or not, if I do the right thing by them, they do remember me. And at some point or another in their life, somebody will give me a call. At the end of the day, that's a big part why I do Medicare as well. Even if somebody has group insurance and life insurance, at some point in their life, they are going to retire and they are going to go on Medicare and look for that too. And, you know, as you mentioned, if I do the right thing before, buy them and help them out. When the question comes up and they're looking for something, they're going to give me a call back. At the end of the day, uh, I feel like that's the only way to run your business. It's not about the sale right now for me. Um, I do like the relationship with my clients, and that's how I get to do the little radio show with you here. <laughs> and that's wonderful, too. You know, like a new experience. Yeah. Well, we're going to touch on you had you had a little bit of experience with this. I'm going to, in the, the next uh, segment coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about your past before you got into insurance sales. So that's a great segue, my man. Nice job, Thomas. I loved what you just said. It's not about being a sales person. People out there, it's about educating your customers or potential customers and giving them options. You have options on the radio? You're choosing to spend your time right here with this WKXL Spotlight, and I appreciate it. Jim McIntyre, your host. We'll be back with more from Thomas Polk in a minute. You are listening to us on 1450 AM, or more likely, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester or nhtalkradio.com. You can always go to nhtalkradio.com to hear any of our stuff on demand whenever you want. There's a lot of good stuff there. We'll be coming right back. You are in the right spot. WKXL Radio, we are having an exciting commercial today. Exciting commercial, is that the right word? Infomercial? No, WKXL Spotlight. That's what this is, where you are being informed about an inveri- a very important industry area of concern for tons of people that I think they're not operating with a lot of information about, quite honestly. They're just tr- trusting the judgment of someone else, and that's the health insurance Medicare insurance. We're on the phone today with Thomas Polk, who's a local New Hampshire licensed health insurance and Medicare insurance broker. He does life insurance too. 603-399-6687 is his number. But today we're going to learn a little bit more about the personal side of Thomas, not just focused in on his professional dealings and knowledge as an expert in the insurance arena. People might not notice, but Thomas has a very strong hockey background. And I, as the host of the Sports Talk Radio Show here on WKXL, the Sports Machine with Slim, have told my listeners many times, I am not a hockey expert. So I am delighted to be talking with you, Thomas, as we transition our discussion into the the hockey realm. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. As I said earlier, the health insurance part is great, and I enjoy my my work helping my clients. But as far as fun conversations, sports is definitely a little more interesting. In preparation for our discussion, I asked you for a little bit more detail on your history or experience playing hockey. You sent me back via email something that was titled Elite Hockey Prospects. Elite Prospects. And when I saw that, I went, Elite Prospects? What? How good? How good was this guy? You, turns out, 
as I found through my my investigation, you were very good. You played in the NHL, and I want to dig into that. But first, I'd like to let people know you what you went to UMass, and you you played hockey at UMass for four years. Is that correct? Yeah, as you can probably hear by my accent, uh, I'm actually Austrian by birth. But uh, I big goal of mine when I grew up was I wanted a chance to ever get to play and uh, um, get on the ice at, at one of the highest level. Obviously, making the NHL that was my childhood dream, and so I came over in 2000, and I was lucky enough that uh, UMass Amherst picked me up, and I got to play for them for four years. And uh, yeah, with the help of my teammates and my coaches, I actually ended up making it and got to got to play a few games uh, with the big boys. So I saw your last year at UMass, 37 games is what it said, 16 goals, 25 assists. So you were averaging over a point a game in your last year of, of college hockey, that's right? Yeah, no, we had a really good program there. Like uh, the first couple of years when I got there, we were struggling, but a uh, great coaching staff turned it around, brought the, the right players in, and uh, we turned around, unfortunately, that year we took the loss in the Hockey East Finals to UMaine. They were a great team and long triple OT game. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Great experience. That's 2004. So what happens because you end up joining the New York Rangers later in 2004. So were you drafted? Um, I, I was not. I was a, actually a free agent. And uh, when the college season ends and we lost that game against Maine, we didn't qualify for the NCAA tournament. So uh, I got a chance to, you know, sign my first full contract and go play the rest of the season out with uh, New York. So I sit here every day and I'm like critiquing players as host of a sports talk radio show and making different comments, kind of being arrogant sometimes. And I do it as a little bit to to poke the audience and get a reaction for them from them. But some of it, Thomas, I do it because like I really believe what I'm saying. Like, I could coach a team better than the current coach. The Dallas Cowboys might be an example of that. Mike McCarthy, just the mistakes he makes leaves my head scratching. But you actually have been in the arena, my man. I never stepped, I, I stepped on the, the Boston Garden uh, home court last week for the first time in shoes and a tuxedo. I was never getting anywhere close to that as far as playing. You've been in the arena. What's the, what's the memories for you from your, your years in playing in the NHL? Such a tough sport to play. Well, obviously, it's a childhood dream for all the young uh, players out there to uh, get the ultimate goal and get a chance to play for you know your local NHL team or NHL, any NHL team for that matter. So once you get there, obviously... It's awesome, but it is it is hard to get there. It's even harder to stick around. So that's the thing, because every year there's new kids coming from behind trying to get your job. So uh, great memories, you know. Obviously, not every year was as planned and as good as you wanted it, but that's just the way it goes. But the experience was awesome. Something uh, you have, obviously, for the rest of your life. But same, same with sports, same with same regular life there. Uh, the friendships and memories you have with all your teammates, your coaches, uh, management, staff that works for the team, um, that's something that's very special to me too. I don't know if you want to do any name dropping, but when you talked to me the other day about some of the people that you know, like associated with Bruins hockey, I went, wait a second, I see them on Nesson, I know this. Do you, uh, people that you had developed relationships with back then or kind of through the years in hockey, you want to talk about any of that? Well, it's one of those things with hockey, right? Uh, even though there's lots of hockey players out there, I think USA Hockey has some 500,000 registered hockey players. 
the hockey world is kind of small. Everybody knows everybody. So obviously, you know, I, I'm a Bruins fan like yourself watching it. I'm just a fan of the NHL as well. Obviously, when you see guys like Billy, happy talk and stuff, uh, you know, brings up a from when uh, I was the Islanders and you were there. And so overall, it's, you know, great seeing them, talking to them. I'm but now a little outside of hockey, other than the youth hockey I do with my son. It's just uh, watching it as a fan. And obviously, the game has progressed in a great direction. It's fun to watch him. The skill level is insane. How awesome these guys are, and yeah, every night it's uh, fun to watch them score some goals and put some highlight reels uh, <laughs> plays out there. I tell people that I don't. I watch the Celtics. I'm I'm a green teamer. I watch the Celtics number one. The Bruins are my backup. When it comes playoff time, I always want to watch the Bruins though. And I found from from hockey, when you know the number of the player when you know the skill set of the player and they're on the ice because things move just so fast, if you have no idea who's who, it's a different game watching it from a fan perspective than it is if you actually know the players and like if their skill is passing, you see they have the puck. Oh, wait a second, Like there's an opportunity. I think it's a totally different game if you're familiar with the skills and talents and are able to identify those players on the ice, Thomas. You, you ever recognize that or think about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously hockey is a fast game. I mean, technology the last 20 years, if you look at the new TVs and uh, the way the broadcasts are handled, right? Um, technology definitely saved our game. Like the way I grew up watching the TV on the regular TVs, like you could barely know where the puck is. Exactly. But now with the 70, 80-inch screen TVs, that high definition, it's definitely fun. But yeah, of course, uh, you know, knowing the players, knowing, you know, uh the star players on each team, because ultimately, if you look at it, I mean, a team's made up of uh, 20 guys, but it seems to be like the top five, six on every team that do put up the most points, and that's normal. So uh, it does take a little bit of time with hockey, obviously, to get into it if you've never watched it, but it's a fun game to watch. So it's exciting, uh, a lot of action going on. So for anybody who has never seen it, uh, which in New England's probably not that many. <laughs> so uh, is it worth investing time into this Bruins team? Do you have a comment on that? I mean, obviously, I'm not asking you to throw the team or organization under the rug, but uh, we had a couple of big-name players leave from last year with Bergeron and Krejci, the new folks that are coming in. I love this this um, geeky guy, I'll tell you that. I, I like what I'm seeing from the Bruins, but are they uh, built to, to have like a, a deep Stanley Cup run potentially this year? Oh, I think so. I mean, obviously... Losing guys like Krejci and Bergeron, you know, he's Bergeron most likely going into the Hall of Fame in a couple of years with the career he's had and being like the number one guy for the Bruins at center for what, 17 years straight? Uh, obviously, that's a tough ask for uh, any organization to bring in a young kid or a new player and have him replace him right away. And I think it'll take some time for that to happen. But overall, I think they've handled it great. I mean, they're at the top of their division. They're in the top five in the league. So I don't see a reason why they wouldn't be a, a long run in the playoffs. Well, not for nothing. Last year, Florida was the one that took us out in the first round, right? They traded for that Kachuk guy at the trade deadline. So in hockey, if you bring one dude in who's a stud, they can totally like make your team 100% different, right? Like That Kachuk guy seemed like he was just everywhere last year against us. No, he's a tremendous hockey player, obviously, but... Uh, the one thing there, obviously, the Bruins had a phenomenal season last year, right? They they came in and they set all the new records for most wins and points and all that stuff. Unfortunately, playoff hockey is a little different. Everything resets. And it's one of the sports out of our four majors where 
you know, the number eight seat that squeaks in does have a chance to survive. And if I remember correctly, Florida only made it because Pittsburgh didn't win their last game. Otherwise, they wouldn't have even been in the playoffs. But, you know, you have a hot goalie, which happened down there with Bobrovsky. And uh, it was a tight game between the Bruins and them. And mm-hmm. once they squeaked through, they, they put in a nice little run. You said it. I'm hoping for that, too. I will sell, t- tell people as I stumble there, because I, I wish it could go on forever, this interview, Thomas. I would like you to be coming on the Sports Machine with Slim to talk hockey with me on a regular basis if you're open to that. Yeah, 100%. That's fun. All right. I need my expert hockey guy. I need my expert health insurance guy. And you out there should be open at least to a conversation to hear what your options are potentially. If there's anything you're missing, Thomas Polk is somebody you can reach out. If you've listened to this interview and discussion, you can tell he's not your typical salesperson. He's there to give you information, let you make the best decision for you. He's a local, licensed health and Medicare insurance broker. You can reach him at 603-399-6687. Thank you very much, Thomas, for appearing on this WKXL Spotlight Edition. You've been listening on the radio, 1450 AM. 103.9 FM in Concord or 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. You can listen live or you can catch our stuff on demand there. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for uh, more WKXL Spotlight Editions.